Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and thank God for a blessing coming your way. Father, thank you for a blessing coming in our direction today. Thank you. We come to see you, to be with you, to hear from you, to be guided by you. We give you thanks. We give you praise that it's possible to come here and leave from this place with a blessing in our lives. We are grateful. Thank you that you know our circumstances. Thank you that you heal us from all difficulties and you solve our problems for us. We are grateful, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Today, I want you to turn with me to Malachi chapter 3. And notice verse 8. It says, You have robbed me, but you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? And the answer is, In tithes and offerings. Not only in tithes. In tithes and offerings. Now, he says, Bring the tithes into the house so that there is meat in my house and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I want you to write this down because that is today's blessing from today. And all throughout 2021, All devourers in my life are rebuked and arrested. All devourers in my life are rebuked and arrested. Number one, and I'm going to give you a short list. Domestic devourers. What domestic devourers? Marketing bills, when you go to the market or the supermarket, those devourers. Electricity bills. Water bill. Are we now paying for water? Because we were stopped, they stopped paying for water last year. We started again. Oh, we have to appeal. How many want the free water to continue? All those who are hearing, we beg, the free water should continue because Ghana's rivers are full of water. Amen. Then, thieves, thieves in my life, thieves are devourers. 
rent. All forms of rent. That's why you'll soon be a landlord. I said, that's why you'll soon be a landlord. Mortgages. Mortgages. Those who buy houses every month, you pay thousand. It's called mortgage. Okay? They will tell you that the house is for you. But you don't know that in the bank, they have the documents of your house. When there's a small shaking, they just pull out the document and tell you, please move out. So you have a delusionary feeling that you are a house owner. All mortgages are rebuked in your house. Loans. Loans. I'm giving you the list. Loans. Marketing bills. Food bills. Food bills. Because some of us, our main expense in the world since you were born is food. Health problems. Health bills. All expensive diseases where you are buying medicine every month to take every day. Cream for your rashes which are not going. And the rashes have never gone since you started applying that cream and that ointment. Is it not true? How many have noticed that you can apply the cream and the ointment and still the thing will be there. Loans. The next one, mistakes. You know, a mistake you make can be expensive. For you realize you are paying for a long time for a mistake that you made. The next one, accidents. Accidents are devourers. Now when you have an accident, you see that a devourer has come to take away the welder, the body works, the spray, the sprayer, the policeman, the insurance, who will never pay the insurance. Huh? The towing car. The towing car that will tow the car. Huh? The police. All the devourers and the spare parts and the owner of the other car. Hospital bills. And the argument that says that it's your fault. Where you say it's somebody else's fault. It's a devourer. And spiritual devourers. One time a man was having a certain business. And his business was not doing well. Then... Either he or the man of God had a vision. I think he was into transport business. And he saw that his truck was parked on top of a hill. Yes, in the spirit. (laughs) Are you listening to me? So that is why his truck was not making sales. Because it had been parked in the spirit 
on top of a hill and it couldn't move. So even though he was moving out to try to get business, a spiritual devourer had taken up his uh, track. Then double crosses, people who double cross you, swerve you. You've got a beloved, then they will double cross you before you realize. They were just serving your beloved tea before you realize the tea has turned into a beloved doses. All to have devoured, devoured your beloved. One small beloved that you got. Meanwhile, the person has been having a lot of people propose, but you have not been having many proposals. One proposal that you got, somebody in the church has double crossed you. Today, all such double crossings are rebuked by the blood of the Lamb. Hmm. So, now, why, why am I saying this? Because the reward for the offering, he said, bring you the tithe into the house and I will rebuke the devourer. So what God says, is, I will rebuke the, those payments that you have to make. You know, it's not that your relatives who are in America don't want to come back. Your relatives who have gone to America. It's not that they don't want to come and visit. But the devourers have eaten most of the money. You get it? And they are not able to come. Some people can afford a ticket. Others, when they think that, when they think of all of you they've left back home, they have to buy a shirt for this person. They have to buy what? Ah? Shoes for somebody. They have to buy a phone for somebody. Laptop for somebody. A what? Speaker. Bluetooth speaker. They have to bring a Bluetooth speaker. They have to buy a dress. Like the whole suitcase is full of presents. When they think about it, they said, I won't go again. They said, next year. Because the devourers have eaten up most of the money. Your relatives who are in Germany, your relatives who are in Switzerland, your relatives who are in France, it's not that they don't like Congo. Those who are in Belgium, it's not that they don't like Congo. The devourers have chopped all the money. So when, they, when you, call, you ask them, so what do you earn? They will mention something, something euros. Then when you do the calculation times seven. Hey! Then it sounds a lot. But the devourers have chewed the money. In fact, the devourers have lined up and maybe two or three of the devourers are saying that 
last month's food that you gave me, it wasn't up to the amount. So you owe me for last month's own plus this one. And you see the stomach breathing. Mortgages, arrears, rents, bills, many things. Insurance. And they stop. You have to pay the Bolaman. Do you know Bolaman? <laughs> you have to pay the Bolaman. Who comes in the Mercedes Benz to come and collect the Bola? Because the Bolaman uses a Mercedes Benz. He's just driving that truck for the day. Then he packs it and he takes his Benz. You have to pay all of them. Bola is Pubel in French. Is it not correct? Pubel. Yes. Hey. People go and work in banks for years. When they even mention the figure of the amount that they are earning, you say to yourself, this man can build a house every four months. But after 14 years, they are rather owing money. Not that they have a house every four months. That's the reality. So when God chooses to bless you and help you, listen carefully to the word of God which was there before you were born. Before I was born. Before anyone was ever thought of. Before Ghana was a nation. Before 1957. Before England was called England. The word of God was there. And he said, Before even Jesus came, he said, bring the tithes. Bring it. And I will will rebuke the devourers in your life. When the day comes, when you start to wish that there was something to buy, it means most of the devourers in your life are gone. One day I had something. It has happened to me more than once. I don't know what it was. But it was something small. And it got spoiled. And before I realized what I was saying, I said, oh, thank God. Now I have something to buy. Yes. I have something to buy. Most of the time, I have nothing to buy. Yes. It's true. Recently, I saw an old man. And I took my my wallet. Some of you don't think I don't have a wallet. I have. (laughs) I took my wallet. And I took some money and I gave it to the old man. And the thought that was in my head is that I have nothing to do with this money. So it's good I have seen this old man to bless him. Very soon, you'll be looking around and say, hey, they are all gone. They are all what? School fees will be gone. Yes. 
I think add school fees to the list. I think I left it out. School fees. You see, school fees, I'm left with only one. That's why I forgot. You see, sometimes your president should be paying school fees so that he'll give you free school, school fees. When you experience something, remember it. School fees is one of the major bills in the world. Hmm. Nursery fees, school bag, lunch, lunch box, eh? school shoes, shorts, pee pants, socks, pampers, what, serilac. You see, he has got a baby, so look at the, the bills he's mentioning. Extra classes, piano lessons, violin lessons, ballet dancing, pencil, eraser, swimming lessons. I don't know which of my children. Almost every week we were buying a what is it called compass mat set yes and there is a shop that had parked their kiosk in front of the gate they were waiting for us every week we go and buy the mat set so one day i said no i rebelled against the mat set i said no what are the things in the mat set that you are using compass protractor and what ruler divider ah! and the shopper eh, they had everything every day you buy you buy you buy pens hmm. h pencil h h 2H. <laughs> That's when you learn the types of pencils. Well, you, you don't know. Drawing board. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever represents a devourer. So you see, for me, the compass seller used to, uh, mat set seller used to devour my money. Now they are gone. Soon they will be gone from your life. In Jesus' name. Medical bills. In Jesus' name. Because sometimes a disease comes and you may think it's just a disease. But it is a disease and a financial problem combined. Yes. There are certain operations that cost nothing less than one million U.S. dollars. Yes, it will cost one million dollars to do the surgery by certain people. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I prophesy this great blessing. And look at what the Bible says. It says, and all nations shall call you blessed. 
for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. After sowing your seeds and paying your offerings, a blessing will come into your life. You know, every Sunday, I go, I am at the center before I'm here. And I'm going berserk with the workers over there because of the rate of the work. Now the church has been roofed. Yes. So we are nearer. Those of you who haven't bought hats, I realized when I got it, I don't have a hat. So by next week, I'm going to have a special hat. Those of you who have not bought sunglasses and hats, this is your last chance to get yours. Thank God for something to buy. Amen. We don't ask you for money for most of the things. Do you understand? But now I'm asking you because the bills are... I mean, I don't want to disturb you this morning or this afternoon. You get what I'm saying? Do you get what I am saying? But I want you to look honestly in your heart and tell yourself that this is my church. It's your church. It's your church. And your church is being built for you. I already have my own house, so I don't stay there. It's your church. And you are building your church. And this is not the only church we are building. We are building, I mean, as I speak now, of course, apart from all the other different projects, 100 cathedrals, of which we have paid millions of dollars for the first half, 50. And our community churches, up to 500 of them. All are ongoing. They are ongoing. Are you with me? Yes. And in the Caribbean, many things at the same time. So I don't normally ask you for much. But I want to tell you today, let God touch your heart. The Bible says that there may be meat in my house. You should have seen me screaming. That's why sometimes when I'm working on the site, I don't let people phone because otherwise you would think I have a, a bad character. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. But I am always bargaining for your church so that things will be possible. A lot of things are not possible, not because it's expensive, but because people are chopping money that they, shouldn't, they, they, they don't need to chop. Are you listening to me? So, you know, Easter is coming, Good Friday is coming, other seasons are coming, you know, tomorrow is March. The pandemic began in March, so tomorrow is, I mean, one year is over, and we are still on it. Let us support God's house in the midst of the famine. You see that you are still around, and I know God is going to bless you mightily. So I'm appealing to you. I normally don't appeal, but I'm appealing to your good heart. So a special seed, 1,100. You know, to whom much is given, much is expected. 
There are some of us, you know, God is, God is shocked at your offering. You know, one time a little girl came to see me at First Love Church in the office. I mean, it was a Sunday. And she told me she was going to Canada. That she had got a something, uh, I don't know, scholarship for some months. She was going to Canada. So when she was going out, I told one of my secretaries to give her some money, you know, some pocket money. She's going to Canada. Now, supposing I gave her 20 CDs. Do you see? For her in Canada. What would you be thinking? Huh? No, I'm asking you a personal question. What would you be thinking? That, that I'm really some way, isn't it? Yeah. But what, what can she do with 20 CDs in Canada as she's going? Or you don't get what I'm saying? I'm trying to say that sometimes when God looks at the amounts we take out, that you, pa, this is what you are giving, he just looks back and says, I'm surprised. And he also says, you have yourself to blame. So to whom much is given, much is required. And God is promising you, he says, I will rebuke the devourer and I will make you a blessing, a blessed nation. Let me read it. And all nations shall call you blessed. How many want people to look at you and say, hey, she is blessed. Oh. Hey, he is blessed. Oh. Hey, that brother is blessed. Oh. So today I want you they are watching by television, by Facebook, by whatever method. Uh, God is going to bless you mightily. Take out Want to give a hundred euros, hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, thousand CDs, especially in the first love church, you know, help to finish. That, you see, some people feel that we, we just want to be in the sun, you know. Even your color has changed because of the sun that you have been in. How many have realized you've become darker? Yes. So, it's a blessing. So, take out and all nations shall call you blessed. You are watching by Facebook, by YouTube, by television. You are in East Africa. You are in South Africa. You are in Switzerland. You are in America. You are in Ghana. You are in the UK. You are in Switzerland. If you are here and it doesn't go, when we go to the other side, you have to use your, the mast we have here is, I think, MTN. MTN have graciously put a mast here. Especially for us. Normally they don't have a mast here, but if that is on, you can hear the en- engine. Beautiful. So everyone take out your offering. I'm going to pray. And from today, all through 2021, starting from now, beginning from now, all devourers in your life are rebuked and arrested. Say it after me. All devourers in my life are rebuked and arrested in Jesus name anyone who is stealing from me is rebuked in Jesus name amen amen 
So take out your food bills. You'll be surprised. There will be rice in your house. And now suddenly, you see that? I mean, it's a long time since I bought rice. Because your house will be full of rice. Kalama shota barabalaba. Your house will be full of tuna, tuna. Receive it in Jesus' name. Your house will be full of shito. Receive the shito in Jesus' name. How many want a good shito in your house? Take it one, take it two, take it three. Yes. Kaba, shito that works. Shito that does wonders. That changes every tasteless food into a mighty experience. Some of you, the food in your house, there's no taste. Neither salt, pepper, or sugar. Through the power of God. And you must taste our Anakazo Wache. It is a very powerful Wache. It's now beginning to join ranks with uh, those other famous Waches in Accra. Yes. So make sure you come by. Father, I pray and bless everyone that is here today. Let us be known as blessed people. Let the smallest to the biggest amongst us understand the blessing of giving like never before. Ah, Father, I thank you. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Let all of us not be thieves, not be liars, not be self-deceived, but flow and grow in giving and giving and giving until we don't even notice when we are giving. Thank you for this blessing. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Tell your neighbor, what can 20 cities do in Canada? What can 20 cities do? And what can your offering do in this church today? What can it do? Look at the church that is being roofed. Of The roofing sheet alone is about 500,000. How much more the metals? Fantastic. Let us give and God is going to bless you mightily. Every spiritual, you see, maybe there is a car for you, but it has been parked on a hill. I transfer every parked car down to your house in Jesus' name. Maybe there is a beloved that has been, you have been double-crossed by a faster lady than you or a faster brother than you who talks faster and more than you talk. Receive your beloved back to your hands. He, she shall not escape. Everything that has... Listen. Look at my hand. Every bed that has flown out of your hand by power it is turning back in the air and it's coming back into your hand. And only a miracle can do that. Receive back to your hand what seems to have flown away by the power of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
chose you. Amen. Put your hands together again for the Greater Love Gospel Choir. Amen. I was really blessed by that song. I think that it's easy for us to forget how we were chosen. And you were chosen to be sitting in this square today. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And I believe everybody here is here for a reason. Everybody here was handpicked by God to be part of this church and to be under this commission. And I believe God has selected you to be here to receive a blessing. And I pray that we recognize our time of visitation. Amen. We've come to the most exciting part of the service. And um, it's time for God to speak to us. Even though he's spoken to us in different ways already, I believe... We're about to receive an impartation. Amen. And um, God has really chosen us. 
God has really selected us and blessed us to be here. And I'm so happy I'm a part of First Love Church. When I look at other churches, I thank God for their lives, but I don't know which church I could have attended. And also you, Pastor Kenny, I don't know who would have accepted you, especially you. But it's a blessing to be in the house of God. Are you ready to hear the word of God? Are you ready to hear the word of God? If you are here for the first time, you are in for a treat today. Because here in the presence of God and in his house, nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God. Amen. Lift your hands, lift your voices and sing, nothing is impossible. Come on, sing it again. Nothing is impossible. Hearken to the voice of God. Is there anything too hard? Shout of praise as we sing it one more time. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. When you Come on, give the Lord away. Nothing is impossible when we're trusting in His word. Up on the top, give the Lord away. Voice of God. I can't see you. Stand to your feet. On the wall, please stand to your feet. In God alone and rest upon His word for everything, oh everything, yes, everything is possible. If you are full of faith, give the Lord a shout of praise and welcome the prophet. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your great blessing and speaking to us this afternoon. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, walk in our midst. Heal the sick in our midst. Do wonders in our midst. Thank you for your mighty power. We are excited, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Now, my subject, which is coming to soon to an end, is a great door and effectual is open. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 8 and 9. It says, but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost for a great door and effectual is opened unto me. Now, a great opportunity is opened unto you. This is what Paul said. He said he realizes that a great opportunity has been opened unto him. That is what it means, a great door, a way forward, a way in. A way out, a way through, a way ahead. 
It is important for you to recognize when God seems to be placing a door before you. If you become the president of a country and you have four years, a great door has been opened before you. It's like an opportunity to transform the nation or to do something great. Now, you may not be a president. You may just be a human being who survived the pandemic and didn't die. You get it? And it means that these years are set before you for you to live and serve the Lord. Because people younger than you have died in this pandemic. When God brings you to a new country, a new place, a new situation, when you get married, when you start life with your new bride, your new bridegroom, when God gives you a beloved, certain events signal the beginning or the presenting before you of a door. Everybody say, a door is opened. Say, a door is opened. A door is opened. Yeah. Many missionaries came to Ghana in 1821, I think, was the first um, Presbyterian missionaries, but they, they survived to like 1847. They kept dying, and then the, the, the first one was able to do something started in 1847. So, when everybody dies of malaria, but you didn't die, then a great door was opened before these Andreas, Reese, and um, what are their names? Crystalla, and um, you've forgotten. You don't know. Bible students done church history. Lecturers are here. Professors. You've forgotten. Alumni. Alumni of the school are here. Now, when God blesses you like these guys, they had the chance. And some of them wrote, translated the Bible into Ghana. Zimmerman. And translated the Bible into tree. Who is that? Crystalla or Reese. One of them. And Reese, I think, translated about 6,000 proverbs. Three proverbs and words. Wrote down our language for us. Because a great door had been opened to him because he survived malaria. Do you see? And he didn't die. So now here you are. This is Ghana. From south to north is for you. What will you do? What you will do? And when you drive up the mountain... All the churches, beautiful Presbyterian and Methodist churches you see by the roadside, right, are evidence of people who had a great door and effectual open to them. This place was much more of a wilderness than it is now. And they did something. And the great things they did are what we are seeing today. Now it's our turn. And we are here. And a great door, an effectual, is open 
For many in the first love church, your destiny will be found in certain nations. Many are to travel to certain nations to camp there and to live there. Not to become a rich man per se. No. But to stay there for the name of Christ. Many are to be in places where the light is small and the gospel is little understood and little known or not known at all. And the message that God has given us will be proclaimed by many of us whom God has placed before you a great and open door and effectual. You see, about 30 years ago, when this church began, a great door and effectual was opened. And the church has done a number of things. But today, when we look back, we realize we could have done more. And many people who didn't recognize that a great and effectual door was open, recognize it now looking back. Because when you look back, you always sort of see better. Even when you are playing golf, it's always the second time you hit that is better. Often. Not always. Often. (laughs) Because you learn from the first shot that maybe you lifted your head or you did something wrong. And then you correct it for the second shot. So God is placing a second shot before you. And you're supposed to use the first shot you played and the mistake you did when you lifted yourself or you did something wrong to correct the second shot. So your second shot is going to be more accurate and it's going to go further than the first time you played. A great and effectual door is open even to Healing Jesus campaign. When we started Healing Jesus campaign, we were little known even in Africa. But today, there is hardly any African country that you can go to where there are pastors who don't know about me or us or even my books. Yes. There's almost no country in Africa that you will not find pastors who know and even welcome us. But at first when we went, it was, who are you? Who do you think you are? You want to come to our country and do what here? Go back to your own country. East Africans called us West Africans. And South Africans called us North Africans. We didn't know that we were North. Northerners. Do you know that those in South Africa call us in Ghana Northerners? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have been forgiven for something, if you have been forgiven for something, 
a mistake that you made, you've been given a great door to show that it was not a mistake to forgive you. The person who forgave you, it was not a mistake that he forgave you. Yes. Julius Caesar, at the beginning of his career, Julius Caesar is both a, a character in Shakespeare's writings and also a character in history. So you may even get confused as to whether he was a real person. Early in his career, he was captured by pirates. Do you know what a pirate is? A pirate is somebody who boards your ship and takes you captive. Uh, uh, Is that what a pirate is? Yes. Takes your ship. Takes your treasure and so on. Kills people and does things like that. But he was captured by pirates who took him to where they were. And they demanded a ransom for him. And I think they asked for an amount, some number of pounds. And Julius Caesar told the pirates that the amount they had asked was too small because he was worth more than that. Are you with me? And he played with them and joked with them. And he told them that, look, when I'm free, I will crucify you. You'll be surprised. And they laughed with him. And they went and they got the ransom. 50 talents. They asked for 20 talents and he said he should have asked for 50. Because it's not worth 20 talents. So they were so happy with him. And they got the money and released him. Now, when they released him, okay, he took a ship and went to chase after those pirates who had collected the money from them and captured them and crucified them just as he promised them. So, in such a case, it would have been better not to forgive the man and release him because he came back to do worse. Yes. Now, later, Julius Caesar himself had somebody who did something bad to him and everyone thought this man has no mercy. And he forgave the person to everybody's surprise. Now that person ended up being a faithful servant to Julius Caesar for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, you must prove to God that it was worth setting you free. It was worth setting you free from demons, from devils, from wickedness. You must prove to God that 
you were you were a good choice to forgive. You were a good choice when he chose to reach out to you when he had options. That it was it was good that he chose you. That's what it means when he says a great door is open when you are forgiven and your things are overlooked. He said, no. Play on. Play on. And I know many of you are going to prove to God that you are like the woman who when she found Jesus, she poured her alabaster box of oil on his feet and washed his feet with tears and wiped with her long hair his feet. And people were saying, if the man knew how many men this girl has been with and the style she has done for various boys, and if he was a prophet, he wouldn't allow her because she is full of lust. But Jesus saw through it and said, she who is forgiven much loves much. May you be one of the people who God can say, this young man and this young girl who was forgiven for big things is one of my best lovers. That will be your story and your testimony. In Jesus name. Amen. Now, Paul did not only say the good news, which is that a great door is open, but he also said there were many adversaries, many. Now, I have decided to limit the number of adversaries. Well, I've put them in four categories. Number one is men. Men who are unreasonable. Men who are liars. Men who don't fear God. And we thank you. Women are shouting. Who are the women who are shouting? No, I want to identify them. I think there were two or three. One, two, three. Come for a prize after church. You deserve a prize. Three of you. Gender balanced church. It's a balanced, gender balanced church. Now, the next enemy is what? Huh? The devil's garden, which are the curses in the world. A minefield of curses. Make sure you don't step on any of them. Because you blow them up in your face. Amen. The third enemy, which is today's short lesson, is about, I don't know if anybody is going to be able to mention this enemy because he's a quite a secret character. Yes. Hidden from view. Is one of the most elusive personalities. Yes. Do you really want to know who is your enemy? Are you sure? Are you really, really sure? I mean, I'm going to deal with this enemy with, I mean, strength. Tell the person sitting next to you, if I find out that it is you who is the enemy, you are finished, I tell you. You are finished. If I find out that the enemy is the one by my side, you are finished. 
Now, turn to the person behind you and say, if I find out that it is you who is my enemy, you are done for. All right. Enemy number three. Shall I mention his name? Are you sure? I don't think you want to know the enemy number three. I should unveil him. I should unveil the winner of the competition. Enemy number three is yourself. Mark chapter 8 verse 33. Verse 34. But when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life, in other words, who will not declare war on his own life, shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life or declare war on yourself for my sake and for the gospel's sake, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ said, anyone who wants to come after me, let him first cast out the devil. Aha. Let him first rebuke the snake, the anaconda. No. Let him first go for deliverance from evil powers. No. Let him first deny. Deny. Deny himself. First of all, denying of yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, until you recognize yourself as a serious enemy. Now, the word deny means to utterly deny. Utterly deny. No, 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 never. That is to disown. Disown. The word means to affirm that one has no acquaintance or connection with someone. You must confirm I have no acquaintance or connection with myself. Number two, it means 
to forget oneself and lose sight of one's own interests and of one's self. Now, I want you to, you see, when I was telling you that I I didn't want to unveil this particular enemy, some of you were thinking it's maybe James Bond. Maybe it is your, your grandmother. Maybe it's a witch in your house. Or maybe it's your wife or your husband. You get it? But it is yourself. Yourself. Now, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Huh? Now, there is something you have to understand. As you are here, Bible says that God formed man from the earth. One day I saw somebody carrying his wife who had been cremated in a bowl like this. It's just sand. They put it together in in a bowl. And he was holding it like this. And he was going to bury her. And I wondered. A lady's father died and when she went abroad to see her father, when she got, they gave her a bowl. Like that, a glass bowl. That's your father. Because she was late for the funeral. You know, there are some places they don't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, you are noticing that there are two parts of you. There is the part from the earth, the ground. Now, God, Bible says, and God breathed into man. So you can also see that in every man, there is also something from above and there is something from below. There is something about you that is low. How many have noticed there is something about you that is low? And there is also something in you that seems to be high and about God. And something divine. Almost every man has some good, good intentions. Some kindness. Some niceness. You know, many human beings are like lions. If you see lions killing a buffalo or a giraffe or an antelope's child. You see them eating that so that they can eat you alive. They don't care that you are breathing from the front. They will just eat, start eating the back. And afterwards, you see them lying down and playing with their cubs. Rolling, playing. Many of us are like that. We have a bloody, horrible part. And then we have a nice, cuddly part. Where we are like nice, pleasant, cuddly people. And then there's this other horrible, murderous, wicked part. How many have noticed these two parts are in you? And that is why 
there are many warnings about yourself, not the devil. And so, if you are going to overcome in this life, you you will never make progress until you understand the different aspects that exist in you as a person, even though you are a Christian. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. It says, are you with me? There will be no further spiritual progress in you until you understand yourself. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, God is saying, the whole of you, that is what? Your spirit, your soul, and also your body. These three parts make you who you are. You are not just flesh. You are spirit, and then also a soul. The word soul is from the word suke, from where we get psychology. And from where we get psycho, psychosomatic diseases. It says soma is the body and psycho is the mind. So psychosomatic disease is a disease that comes more from the mind giving you the symptom. Psychology, psychiatry, psyche, suke, the soul. Are you listening to me? And until you understand who you are, you will never really survive and overcome. You must deny yourself and you must respect yourself that you are wild. How many have been bad before and realized that, Charlie? Now they are wild. You see, some of you feel you are a school prefect, so you are not well. Tell the neighbor next to you that, look, you can't deceive me looking like an angelic whatever. You are also wild. Hmm. Now, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, become spiritual. When the Bible says, walk in the spirit... And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It means in simple English. Become a spiritual person. Become a spiritual person. Some pastors are not even spiritual. They are intelligent. They are psychological. They are educated. But they are not spiritual. Walk in the spirit. For the flesh. 
lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. You cannot do the things that you see. You must understand yourself that look, I am a spirit. I have a soul, a suke. And I am inside a body. And that conflict, I was trying to explain it to you by saying that you are from the ground, like you are low. How many have ever felt before? Charlie, I'm low. Even when you go to the toilet, the smell that comes from the toilet, it's like, you see that, Charlie, look, I'm low. I'm really low. Oh, a lady like you, a gentleman with a suit and a tie. You see, it's the way some ladies behave. You think that when they go to the toilet, diamonds are, you have diamonds are forever. The diamonds will be dropping. Blink, 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 blink. you is low but there is a there seems to be a divine part how many sense that there is a godly part of you also very beautiful some of us some of the sexual things we have done reveal to us our animal base bestial nature you are sitting there as though you don't really understand that this, all these things I'm saying. I will not mind any of you at all as I'm preaching. Hmm. Your enemy is yourself. Your enemy is your, you see yourself and you see you, you ask yourself how can I be an enemy of myself? You can be an enemy of yourself if you understand that you are in parts. There's a soul part, there's a spirit part, there's a flesh part. It's all you. Sometimes we call you you when we mean your body. When you pinch, you say, I'm pinching you. But you're not pinching my spirit. When you insult someone, you may be insulting the person's mind, but the body is not affected. Yes. So, it's, every sometimes when we say you, you think it is the whole of you, but it's actually your, your, either your soul, or it's talking about you as a body, or you as a, a spirit. Yes. And they're all fighting within you. And the enemy is that thing yourself. And if you don't overcome it first, you see that you are really a girl. You see that what? You are really a girl. And that you really like boys. Yes, you see it, pa. You say, hey. I mean, I thought I was a delicate lady who doesn't need this and this and that and that. But I've now seen that, yes, I'm a girl. Huh. And girls like boys far more than boys like girls. Boys, the day you accept that you are also an animal, 
It will be better for you, I tell you. Yes. The day you say that, hey, if I allow this animal to move here now, it will do something to embarrass me. Chain the animal. Instead of letting a lion go loose. Yes. Why do you think I've not brought any lion here yet? Eh? I need to get a house for him first before I bring him here. Do you want a lion to be here? Do you want lions or no lions? Lions, isn't it? How many vote for lions to come here? Very good. For now, we have only lizards, but... You'll be surprised one day there'll be a lion's den. And we'll be looking for a Daniel to put inside. All those who are called Danny, you are also Daniel. If you are called Danny, you are also Daniel. The spirit fights your flesh. And the flesh fights the spirit. So that you cannot do or be what you want to be. Yeah. You can't be what you want to be. You go forward more than it's like. It's done. So when you become a born again Christian. And now God has said before you a great work. You must know that there are many adversaries. And number one on the list is yourself. Galatians chapter 2. How many want to know the solution to kill this enemy? Are you sure you want to know the solution? Huh? It's an emergency, isn't it? The animal must die. The animal must what? Galatians chapter 2 has the answer. Paul was able to overcome this enemy. And he said in Galatians 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Listen. There is no way out except crucifixion. The body must be crucified. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. So, a type of crucifixion that still will release you into life, a new life. But Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 Crucifixion. In the Philippines, I think it is, there are some people who crucify themselves at Easter time. I I don't think they actually die, but they they go on a cross. I don't know if it's the Philippines, but I've seen... Yes, they actually get on a cross and they afflict themselves and they hang there. You know, 
They are trying to crucify the flesh. Brothers and sisters, if you don't say no, that's why Jesus simplified it by saying deny. Say no. 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 No to yourself. No to your feelings. No to your desires. No to your tendencies. But of course, how can you say no to something you don't admit to? How can you say no to jealousy if you don't admit that you are jealous? That's why all those who don't accept that they are like that, not the devil is like that, but that is how you are, they never can say no to something they don't accept that they are. So it continues to reign and it continues to dominate their lives because they don't accept. If I'm preaching, they always think it's somebody else. You have to accept that you are a man and that your flesh is pulling you no matter how lovely you are. Look at how beautiful you look on this Sunday afternoon. Your lipstick and your mascara and your eyeshadow, your eyelashes, your eyebrows that have been painted. And the augmentation of the different aspects of you. Look at how nice you look. But, in reality, in reality, you must be able to see that I am horrible. Yes. Don't wait to discover. Every man has in him good and evil. Something from the evil ground and something from God above. So you see, that's why you see people doing great works and behind it all you see the person is just a liar and a pretender and an adulterer and a fornicator and some other kind of perversion. But at the same time, he's doing good things because they are both in you. And until you say no to the flesh, you never become a great person in God because the flesh will rule you. And when you stay in church for a long time, you will learn to live a double life because one aspect will be kneeling down. You'll be saying, Jesus, lover of my soul, Jesus, I will never let you go. Meanwhile, what you were doing last night and what you are planning to do tonight it's not compatible with it. But the Bible says the flesh warreth against the spirit and the spirit is warring against the flesh and all are in you. Some of you, instead of enjoying preaching, 
singing, your mind is on other things. Are you there? Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Amen. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now, Galatians 5, verse 17. So, crucifixion, sacrifice, and pain. Without it, you can't be a Christian. You can't even marry. You can never marry well without sacrifice. Yes. Because the, the, the flesh, you know, when, you are, when people are getting married, they're all happy and all that because two different desires have collided in one vision. Yes. And they've collided at top speed. But they are completely different visions and, and dreams. Yes. One is full of a desire for something Another is full of a desire for something else. But it happens that it all ends in the same spot. And that is why with time, after it seems to become disappointed with whatever they seem to have desired, then the real desire that was in you, which is not even a desire for that partner, but a desire for something else, you start to see that one and start to fulfill it. Now the Bible says, if you are led of the spirit, you are not under the law. And the works of the flesh, which you are to crucify. Number one, adultery. Cursed be you as you go for somebody's wife. You are cursed in the Bible. You are cursed. Say amen. amen. Silence in the church. Everybody has become afraid. These are not works of the devil. No, never get it wrong. You know, the devil has taken a lot of blame, you know. And I, I, I don't really mind if it takes the blame. But if it deceives you, then you are a fool. Because it's you and not the devil. It's something that is in you. That is why most married people, if they will admit it, desire, you see, adultery is a work of the flesh. Somebody else, apart from who you are married to, it is in you. To your neighbor, say, I'm surprised that something like that can be in you. After you look so nice in your marriage and everything, I'm shocked. I can't believe that something like that is in you. Ha! 
Are you surprised that something is in you? Adultery is in you. It's in all of us. And so your duty is to say what? No. Unless you deny your flesh, you'll be an adulterer. You can never stay with one woman. Somebody put it on the internet and said, it's not easy to stay with one woman. They take things out of, you know, they take it out of context to make it look funny. I don't mind. And say what you want to say. You have yourself to blame. You know, some people were having a funeral. Their relative died. And they didn't bring the body to the village. So the people in the village, the people there, yeah, they sent a message to those who have organized the funeral in Accra. And they said, you have yourself to blame. So it, it may be a short, sent, a short statement, but it's a heavily loaded statement. Whatever happens next, you have yourself to blame. Works of your flesh. Yeah. Fornication number two. I didn't write the Bible. Uncleanness. Sexual behavior that is neither adultery nor fornication. Lasciviousness. Hmm? I hope anybody who is looking at your phone is related to what I'm doing here. Hmm. Idolatry. So, so, uh, me, I'm not an idol worshiper. A worshiper. Sure. Uh, you don't know yourself. How you love money and other things are controlling your life. Also, you see, I, I think that we are so conscious of ourselves never to admit that there is something wrong with ourselves. Yeah. When I read years ago, one day I was reading the book of Kings, first and second Kings for my quiet time. So I read first and second. I read the whole first Kings and then second Kings. So I was reading. Every time I read about a king, I get a revelation. But by the time I was finishing, many years ago, I, I, I realized that apart from David, almost every other king had an idol, like as part of his life. And I was surprised. Then God said to me, same thing for pastors. Few pastors have no idol. Many of us, we are pastors because I said, the Lord showed that take the kings to be pastors when you are reading it so that you can apply it to yourself. So every king, consider him as a pastor when you are reading the Bible so that it becomes a revelation to you. So each king, then I read and see, hey, he did this, he did this, he did this. He served the Lord. He pleased the Lord. He did this. He did it. He did it. The Lord was not happy with him. By the time I went to, I said, apart from David and maybe one other, all of the other, had either one idol, some idol, there was some idol, including Solomon. So then I thought to myself, could it be that for most of us pastors, we have something else we are serving apart from say, God, oh God, I love you. God, I serve you. God, you are this. God, you are this. There's something else. And I think it's true. So I need to pray to cleanse myself because I don't want to exempt myself. Oh, it doesn't apply to me. What idol worship is there? What I don't have a leg back. 
Do you know like that? It's a spiritual policeman in front of somebody's house. <laughs> you must read the Bible and apply it to yourself. Idolatry. Then, witchcraft. Witchcraft is a power that controls, like somebody will make a doll, a small doll, out of wood or clay or something. Then he puts it there and writes your name on it that this is Kwesi or Kofi. Okay, let me cancel your name, but let any name. <laughs> then they will take needles needles then they will push it through when they push it through then you, you start to have pains if it's, they put it in the stomach then you start to have pains in your stomach if they put the heart you start to have heart problems if they put the head so it's like they are somewhere using a remote power to manipulate you and to control you now, anybody who controls you outside of God's power is using witchcraft. Yes. When, that's why they say he is bewitched. That's why sometimes when you see a man, he says, ah, you are leaving your wife for this person who is, I mean, at least. 65% less beautiful than your wife. And about 83% less peaceful. And about 91% less spiritual. Hmm? All the statistics against it. But you see that the man is moving like a train. That has been put on the trail on the tracks and is going at top speed. Pow! Is controlled by some. That's why they say sometimes, you know, when you eat certain food, then your behavior changes. Because you see, curses and things can be transmitted by these objects. That's why we give communion. Because a blessing can be transmitted to you through the communion. Make sure no woman has bewitched you. You are super nice to her. Because you don't even realize. She has caught you in her web. The Bible says I find more evil, more deadly. Eh, greater than death. More bitter. A woman whose hands are bound. When she touches you like this, it is a chain. When she touches you like this, it is, a, it is around your neck. You are moving with her like this. Her heart is a snare. You are free. Today. So witchcraft. Ask the nearest sister, who are you controlling with your eyes? One day a pastor saw a young man and he said to him, Brother, 
I see that girl twinkling in your eyes. Because the girl was, the guy was backsliding. He was my friend and he was backsliding. So the pastor said, hey, brother, I see. He wanted to say twinkling, but he said twinkling. He said, I see that girl twinkling in your eyes. Check your neighbor and see if there is any girl twinkling in anybody's eyes. It means she has bewitched. He's bewitched. Listen. These are the works of your flesh. Hatred. Never hate anybody. One time I began to feel hatred for somebody. And I said to myself, hatred is a new thing. I have never hated anybody. I've never hated anybody. I realized I was feeling a new feeling that I had not felt. Yes. And I said, this is a very dangerous feeling. It is not a good thing to hate. It's a, it's, it, but it is in you. So you see, all these things they are in you, but it's something, it will take something to spark it. Yeah, to stir it. You start to stir up and realize, hey, I didn't know I also had hatred. Yeah. I said, this is new. I've not experienced it before. Some of you, just 19, you hate somebody. You have not even reached 40. Variance or variance. It means quarreling. Emulations also. Heat. Uh, envious and contentious rivalry. Contentious rivalry. You see, the rivalry between NDC and MPP is just human. It's the same thing between the Democrats and the Republicans in America. They hate each other. What the, what the Democrats are doing to um, Donald Trump, like impeaching him, going over, 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 there's that his left power, impeach, 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 impeach. When the Republicans were out of power and Clinton was president, you should have seen what they did to him. They made him recount, describe his sexual life, describe what you did, 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 and wrote all out, embarrassed him to the nonsense degree. It's, it's the same. It's just rival, contentious rivalry, hatred, and you feel the hatred. Even in Ghana, you can feel the hatred. Yes. Wrath, anger, strife, seditions. That is disunion, division. If I leave the church, it will be divided just now. If I leave the church, it will divide. Yes. If we just leave you to go by yourself, the church will divide. Because division is part of the flesh. It's part of the flesh to say, you, you are here, you are here, and we are not there. So you think that this, this, that, and why do you 
whatever. Huh? Before you realize, somebody say it's a gun church. No, just now, somebody say it's their guns. I mean, his, this is a gun, this is a gun, that is a gun, that is a gun. Before you realize, somebody say it's a fan teacher. And I've heard all some of these things before. And it's a Ghanaian church. Which church is building seven, seven, not three, not four, seven cathedrals in Mozambique, seven in Zambia, seven in Nigeria. Nigeria is even ten. Seven in any country you come in, in, in Congo. Last week I had a meeting. I'm sending a, a mission to a town called Mbuji Maya. Mbuji what? Maya. It's in the inside of Congo. The inside. If Congo is round like this, inside. In the middle like that. Do you understand the map? Like if it's round, then inside. The middle. Middle. 2.5 million people there. Yeah. 2.5 million people there. Yeah. Mbujimaya. And to a town called Kananga. And another town called Kisangani. If Congo is like that, it's inside. Middle. And Goma, where they just killed the Italian ambassador. They just murdered him in Goma. And you tell me it's a Ghanaian thing because... You are thinking as your flesh always to divide. To divide and share us. It's this, it's black, it's white, it's Ghanaian, it's Nigerian, it's this, it's that all the time. It's the flesh. So that's what I said. If I just leave the church, if I don't talk about loyalty, if I don't say certain things, if I don't stop certain things, naturally, if a church goes by itself, it will divide. It's almost automatic. If we just leave ourselves, we will fornicate. If we just leave ourselves, we will, we will fall into adultery. Just if you just, if you like, be natural. Now ask your neighbor. Look, when I speak, there, I, I mean, also the greater love. You, see, you must be asking your neighbor. If we leave you now, you will commit adultery just now. True or not true? Those at the back. Are you listening to me? You will not ask anybody any question. Hmm. Heresies. Yes. Another word which also means disunion. This what? Disunion. Envy. And most envious people say, me, I'm not jealous of him. Who? Me, jealous of her. For what? what? What has she got that I don't have? God has, I mean, what God has done for me? I mean, why are you jealous of me? How? Tell me something better that I can hear. I can't listen to that. Is that not the usual response when they talk about envy and jealousy? Yeah. But you see, it is because we deny the existence. If I came to your house and I told you that there is a snake here, especially it may be in the kitchen. And you say, oh, there's no snake. There's no snake. You see that anybody who says it is not there, but it is there, you are in danger. Yeah. And that is why it is important to recognize your flesh as an enemy. Look at all the things that it's capable of doing. You wouldn't have thought it was you. When we describe, we mention this, you always think, oh, somebody else. Me, they have come to church. It's somebody else. Me, dear, I have come to church, but it is not me. 
Murders. Murder you, me. We, we don't think of murder. What about abortion? What about killing? Maybe you've not seen that you can kill. Because, because, because you've never seen a war. Those from Liberia and Sierra Leone who have seen a war firsthand, they, they are surprised what people can do when they go wild, when they, go, when they just go berserk. Yeah, the things people can do. My brother-in-law, you know, he was from Lebanon. One day he told me that during the war, he used to drive a, a tank. He used to drive a, 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 a tank in the war. And he said, they used to, there was a time that, I don't know who was fighting who in Lebanon, civil war. And he said, one time they, they caught one of their people. And when they took him there, they amputated his, the legs and the arms. So it was left only with the body. And then they put him in a car and brought it back. That's, that's the kind of thing they were doing. And he said that the brother of that person, he took a gun and he shot his brother because he couldn't take it. It was too much. You should see the things that people do. You should see the things Germans did during the Second World War. My mother, when I was a child, my mother used to tell me the things that they, they, they did. They make lamp, lamp, lamp shades out of human skin. They skin you. They take off your back and make stretch it, dry it in the sun and make a lamp shade. Put on and off light. The Germans, they were doing it to people. And killing one another. But that's a human being. Before even the devil. So the devil capitalizes. Because you are dust. Because you are dust. He continually pushes the dust. What, what did God tell the devil? You, you will eat dust. You bite dust. So the devil is always pushing you to be your flesh. So if you have an uncontrolled flesh, you are finished. There's, I mean, honestly, honestly, people who become Christians and don't take up the cross to pay a price to suffer, they never advance beyond two or three steps in Christianity. You are finished. Yes, you are finished. Yeah. Forget about devil, forget about men, forget about other people. Just think about yourself. Your flesh. Madness. Drunkenness. Revellings. Now, rioting. Wild parties. If you read the wild parties that people have, People have sex parties. Bring girls. There will be booze. One politician, he was advertising. I, I will not mention the party, but his party's name begins with an N. And he was campaigning. And he said, all Ghanaians will have their beer, their chicken, and their girls. This was his campaign message. He, 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 he belongs to a party whose name begins with N. 
This is how he's advertised. But you see, you'll be surprised. It, it appeals to the flesh. Beer, drunkenness is in all of us. Yes. Partying is in all of us. Boozing and fooling is in all of us. Yes. If you like, see yourself. Is it Namibia or so? They have it even for girls like over 70s, 60s. They have nightclubs for them. They'll be dancing with the old music and smooching. And you think old people are tired? You'd be surprised. There's energy. <laughs> They've crossed 70 with ease. And they are still dancing. Lift your hand and say, I'm ready to crucify my flesh. I'm ready to say no to myself. Yes. You must fear yourself. Yes. Young girl, we are going to visit a grown-up man with a pot belly. And we are not afraid of... If you are not afraid of your flesh, are you not afraid of his flesh? Huh? Oh, you don't understand my message. You are not afraid of your own flesh, but what about his flesh? And then you, after you say you were raped, how does rape come in? You walk, did you not walk on your two legs or you were in a wheelchair and they took you there? Everybody remember you are clay. Where does the clay come from? Where does the clay come from? And then your spirit comes from where? Up. So there is a God part and there is an earthen part. It is all in one. First Corinthians chapter 15. We are ending. So is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. We will die as corrupt people. It is sown in dishonor. We will be sown in dishonor. It is sown in weakness, but it is raised in glory and in power. So when we die, our bodies go into the ground. It's corrupted, spoiled, bad. But God will raise us up with new bodies. And when you, when you rise from your dead, both your body and your spirit will all be agreeing. Your body won't be feeling like fornicating in heaven. Ha! There's no fornicator in heaven. All those things will be left behind. When you get to heaven, you see that your spirit and your body are flowing together. Yeah. But right now, are they flowing together? At all. When you should get up, your body wants to sleep. How many have ever been praying and you realize that? Chale, you slept throughout like you've just woken up. Even this morning, you realize that, Chale, I was praying. No, I realize that it is, I mean... I have to time for me to go. Now, I'm going to close this service with a prophetic word from Jeremiah 17. Verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. Huh? Cursed be what? The man that trusted in what? In man. Man. 
Man is who? Them. Where are they? Where are the man? Where is the man? You are the man. If you like, trust your flesh and you'll be surprised that you are really some way. Next time you go to the toilet, check it out and see that this is me on show. This is me where on show. Displaying that yes, my flesh is real. So show. And then what? Make that flesh his arm. You've made flesh your arm like you, you, you are using the strength of your flesh. Your flesh cannot do much. You make flesh your arm, you are in danger. In fact, you are even cursed. And the next line says, whose heart departed from the Lord. You must only trust God, not man. Not in yourself. For he shall be like a heath or a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good cometh. But he shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. Brothers and sisters, if you want to see good as God has opened the door for you, You must learn not to put your trust in the arm of flesh. Whose flesh is his arm? Who maketh flesh his arm? You must not trust yourself. must not trust yourself. Don't come and tell us that you were raped when you walk with your two legs into an equally fleshly hole and say you are not expecting that. You are not expecting that. You are saying stop it. What are you doing there? So I was singing melodies to the Lord. I was practicing my worship music. Pinch the nearest flesh of the nearest person and say, "Mm, this flesh, I don't trust it again. I don't trust it again. I don't trust it again. Do you trust it at all? Why do you think when Jesus met the woman who committed adultery and she had been caught in the very act as if they had really found something in the very, very act? What did he say? When they went, he told the woman, look, don't do it again. Go, 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 go. That's it. When God is looking down at us, he's not expecting such high marks. You must aim for high marks, but I can assure you God is not really expecting high marks because he knows those who can get A, B, C, and D, and E. And he knows that most of us cannot even get C. I don't want any school prefect to look at me as though you don't understand my message. Do you sometimes sense that there are some school prefects in church? Especially those who wear glasses. Hallelujah. Look at the prophecy of Jeremiah, verse 7. But blessed is the man who trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. He shall be as a tree planted by the waters and spreadeth out her roots by the river 
and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. When you rather don't trust in your flesh and learn to trust in God and believe God's word, be truthful. You become like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. You become flourishing and beautiful. Because you trust God. When God says, this is in your flesh, you say, hey, me, I'm capable of this. I will not, I will not be there. You are going to watch a film with a brother in a, in a single room. Uh, what do you call it? To watch a film. And you try to say, you say, me, I'm afraid of myself. You should tell yourself, I'm afraid of myself. It will not end well. Somebody calls you to his house and tells you, when you are coming, bring some condoms. And you are also going. Tell your neighbor, don't act as though, I don't want this acting like you don't understand preaching. I don't like it. neighbor I'm monitoring you during this preaching because I sense hypocrisy I sense some hypocrisy he shall be as a tree planted by the rivers that spreadeth out her roots by the river listen listen now Jeremiah are you listening to Jeremiah I'm about to read the very last verses The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Charlie, don't trust even your own heart. Yes. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Are you listening to me? Listen to the last verse. As the partridge sitteth on eggs, The partridge is a hen. And hatcheth them not. The hen sat on the eggs, but the eggs didn't hatch. So is he that getteth riches, and not by the right way. He shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at his end shall be a fool. Yes. You know, don't trust this human flesh. That's why they have a saying, it's a human institution. Yes, it's a human institution. It means it's a very diplomatic way of saying something very bad. It's a way of saying everybody here is a liar, everybody here is a thief, everybody here is fornicator, everybody here is an adulterer, everybody here is pretending, everybody here is not genuine. Everybody here must go to prison. That's what it means when say it's a human institution. If you are to follow it to the psychological condition, almost nobody will be set free. Don't trust this flesh. It's capable of too much. Don't trust yourself. Admit quickly so that you can fight it. You can say, me, I'm like this. Oh, I know. If I joke, I'll be down. I'll not joke. 
I don't want to find. How many don't want to find out if you are capable of resisting certain things or whether you are this? Do you want to discover it? Lead us not into temptation. And when you crucify the flesh, you have a new life. Some of you are called to be preachers, but you can't be a preacher and a thief, a preacher and an adulterer, a preacher and a crooked deceiver. It's not compatible. You can't do everything you used to do before. You can't live anyhow as you used to live before. It's not compatible. If God has called you, there's going to be a price. There's something will hurt you in this whole church and Christianity. Something will hurt you. Something will pain you. When you are on the cross, you suffer. That's, that's God's calling. When you don't live your own life the way you want to live, but you live according to what God says, it will, it will hurt you. If you don't take up your cross, you cannot be his servant. If any man come unto me and hate not his father and his mother and his wife and his children and his brothers and his sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. You can't. You can't. You have to hate even what you like. You have to say no to yourself. Yes, you may be a family man and a family loving man, but it will cost you. Pablo Escobar, one of the greatest smugglers and drug people in the world and wicked people. They, they said his weakness was his wife and his family. He, he really loved them. And because of that, it was a weakness that made them catch him in the end. Because it was a phone call he made to his wife that made them locate him. What's your weakness that's going to make them catch you? What's your weakness that's going to make the snake bite you? What is it? Almost everybody has a price. Because that price, you go down. Ladies and gentlemen, fear this flesh and live long. Someone say, fear woman and live long. I say, fear, fear the flesh. Fear the flesh. The flesh is wild. The flesh is wild. The flesh is wild. Rwandan Christians didn't know they were murderers till they had murdered 900,000 people with cutlasses. Rwandan pastors didn't know they were murderers till a pastor drove a a bulldozer, the tractor and equipment, one of those big caterpillars with Christians inside the church and bulldozed the church with the members in it. Pastors. Many pastors are wanted for murder in Rwanda. Rwandans. We didn't know that it was in us. That I can murder my neighbor because he's from another place. You have to fear this flesh. When Jesus came to this world, he was put on a cross by pastors murderers and in one of the most astounding 
an incredible statement to ever fall from the lips of Jews. They shouted and said, let his blood be on us. We know we are murdering somebody. Let his blood be on us. So brothers and sisters, fear your flesh. Crucify it. Say no. Become spiritual. The more spiritual you are, I tell you, the more your flesh will be like a goat or like a sheep that you are leading through this life. You'll be as though you don't have feelings. But it's because you've become spiritual. The more spiritual, the more prayerful, the more power, the more escapes you have, the more God will save you from falling, from going down, from being low, from being earthly. God will save you. The more you follow the spirit, when God leads you. There are people who are falling today because they were supposed to be in full-time ministry, but they said, oh, I'm going to do this and that. And they left the spirit. And so they were on their own. And then when things came, it just messed them up big time. If you follow your flesh, you'll be like this man. The Bible says, as the partridge sitteth upon the eggs and hatcheth them not, so is he that getteth riches and not by right. That's how you become. May the Lord help you to take up your cross and say no. No, finally no. No. To yourself. And say yes to the spirit of God. Stand to your feet. Heavenly Father, thank you for guiding us this afternoon with your holy word. As every head is bowed, we lift our hands to you and we say we surrender our lives to you to be sacrificed for anything that you choose in our lives. Take our lives and let them be precious to you. We say no to ourselves and our own ideas. And we say yes to you. Lift your hand and pray for yourself for a moment. What is your weakness? What is your weakness before God? What is your flesh about? What is your flesh about? Jesus, lead us from today by your Holy Spirit. Help us to give our best. To lead our lives in such a way that the flesh is crucified in our lives. We give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. As every head is bowed, if you are here, maybe somebody invited you. Want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Want to say, Pastor... I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I don't want 
to destroy my life. Help me. Help me to know God. Help me to serve God. Help me to follow Jesus Christ, Savior of the world. If you are here today and you want Jesus to come into your life and change you and save you. You want me to pray with you and help you to know God. Then lift up your right hand right now and I'm praying with you. Quickly, lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And if you are here and you sense your flesh wants to destroy you and you want me to pray with you also, also lift up your hand. Also lift up your hand. Every hand that is lifted up, I want you to walk with me to come to the front with your hand lifted up quickly. Just come quickly. I want to pray for you. Go back to your seats. Come quickly to the front. You lifted up your hand to give your life to Jesus. You lifted up your hand. You sense your flesh. Wants to destroy you, but you want to say, I want to take up my cross and follow Jesus. Come on, my friend. Come to Jesus. Come to God right now. It's time to follow the Spirit. It's time to follow God. It's time to serve Jesus. Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me from all my wicked ways. Today is my day. I turn around. I turn around and I come to the cross to take up my cross and to follow Jesus Christ. Help me, Lord, from today. I surrender all and I sacrifice my life for God. Say for God. For Jesus. To serve Jesus and to follow him. Thank you Jesus for saving me today. Now lift your two hands. Say I love you Jesus. I surrender all to you. I give my life to you. Take my life. 
Wash me. Say, wash me with the blood of Jesus. Father, I thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Lift your hand, I'm praying for you. Father, bless these ones. For you said you sent Jesus Christ to this world to bless us. Bless everyone here. Bless us mightily. Let these ones' names be registered in the book of life. Let them never go to hell. Because they were here today. Let their flesh not destroy them. Let their bodies not destroy them. Let them have the strength to say, I take up my cross and I follow Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving. Thank you for reaching out to everyone here. I thank you that no one will go from this place the same. A new chapter, a great door opens right now in front of every one of these. Thank you for changed lives and testimonies in the years to come. We give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Before you go back, I'm giving you a present. My book. And all of you who have my book, wait and receive the book and then you lift it up. I'll pray with you. Don't go. Take one of the books. I'm going to pray with you and all of you who have the book, when we close, come to this side. Come to this side. Okay? Where, where, where these people are waving? Come to this side. Do you understand? If you are, wave your book to me. Wave your book. After, when we close, if you are holding the book, come and sit here where these people are waving and we are going to talk to you there. Okay? Lift, lift your book. Let me pray. Father, none of them shall be lost. None of them shall be lost to the enemy. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Now listen, as these people are taking their seat, I want to do something I did last week. I want to take an offering as a prayer against the flesh because I, how, of, how many of you sense a genuine threat on your life? Take out a special prayer offering. This is not an offering. I will take an offering after. Take out a special prayer offering to as a sacrifice towards the sacrifice that you need to make to control your flesh. Take it out right now. I want to pray over it before we go into the communion. Lift it up quickly. Take. If you are watching on television everywhere, now if you don't believe in it, don't do it. But if you believe it, take it out. Every threat that threatens you and threatens your existence and your presence in the house of God, we counteract it with counter attacks and prayer offerings and sacrifices. Father, thank you. Our flesh, our moods, our temperaments, our wickedness will no longer threaten our presence. Everyone should take your special prayer anti-enemy offering. Lift it up and let me pray with you. Father, thank you as we present this special prayer offering against the works of darkness and against the enemy within we thank you that as we lift this offering up and we pray there will be a change there will be help there will be somehow that grace to circumvent the enemy that we were born with our own flesh 
Thank you for this grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Sit down and uh, give your offering. If you are watching online, also on television, give your offering. This special anti-flesh um, counter-attack offering. And then after that, you can get your communion ready. Ashes, very fast. You're, you must be running from person to person with the offering. And if you've given it by, um, what, is, what is this thing called? Momo. Then uh, I think Vodafone is still not working. Is Vodafone working here? Anybody who works for Vodafone or knows any contact in Vodafone, tell them that you are in a part of Ghana just near Accra, and there's not even a faint signal to show that Vodafone is a telephone network. And which other one? Airtel is also absent, isn't it? Or is it present? At all? How can that be? I mean, here and here is Accra, and there's no signal. But anyway, so thank God for, your, for his blessing. Take your offering and a special prayer about your life. Why, why do people's marriages get spoiled? It's the flesh. As soon as you get to a certain point, the man's flesh will say, I need other women. And the woman's flesh will say what? I'm tired and I need to look after my babies. That's it. I don't need any man no longer. True or not true? Yes. Beautiful. Father, thank you for the offerings that your people have given. May they stand as a veritable weapon on the altar of sacrifice. We will take up our cross from today and fight back this flesh will be crucified in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, do you know how I would liken the flesh? How many have ever taken a ball, like a football, and tried to push it into a bucket of water? Have you tried to do it before? Raise your hand if you have done something like that before. What happens to it? It keeps coming up. That's how the flesh is. When you put it down, you think, I'll finish with you. Like you fasted 21 days. I finished with you. You are at the bottom of the bucket. As soon as you leave, right back to where, as if you've never fasted before. That's why it's not good to fast to the ultimate that you are dead. Because you need some energy to continue fasting. So take it easy, small, 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 until you are 80 years old. You'll be fasting. Are you there? Take your holy communion. Now, stand to your feet. This is the body of Jesus. As we receive the body, whatever weakness is in your body, eh, it will no longer be like that because you are transplanting the body of Christ into your flesh. Father, we approach the cross and the body. Give us divine strength as we participate 
in the holy body of Jesus Christ. Let us be healed of our weaknesses, our diseases, our pains, and our mistakes. And grant us strength in our flesh to be guided by your spirit. Today we receive the body of Christ. Thank you. Thank you. We have a supernatural body now. The body of Jesus Christ. Now take the wine. Whatever mistake you have made with your flesh that has taken you backward and not forward. Today as we lift up the blood may your mistakes not be counted against you anymore. But in spite of your mistakes may you be like the woman with the alabaster box whose name is always remembered. Even though she was forgiven for much, she became a memorable figure in the body of Christ. May your name not be blotted out. May you be included in the list of heroes who love Jesus in this generation because of the power of this blood to forgive you and to wash away your sins. May your mistakes be forgotten. I speak to your mistakes and I say be forgotten. Be erased in the name of Jesus Christ. The blood that takes away the sins of the world. The blood of Jesus. The blood. The blood that Jesus shed for me.
blood of Jesus has not lost his power to rescue me sing it again and it reaches and it reaches and it reaches to the highest giving us an answer thank you that although a righteous man falleth seven times yet he shall rise again I give you thanks and I give you praise for yet another chance another chance and another touch from you in Jesus name and everyone shouted amen God bless you for listening to this message Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.